How are all of you? Good. Good. You guys had lunch already? No. No? I'm sorry. Well, I do not have snacks. Um, uh, and I've got, unfortunately, uh, all I have is uh, caffeine um, in uh, the form of a, about 50 or 60 videos I'm going to try and cram into a 45-minute period of time. So this is going to move at a fairly rapid clip. Um, if you can't uh, keep up, that's okay. That's normal. Um, so this is the one URL you want to write down, but I will warn you, this Prezi has got like 50 videos embedded in it. I just downloaded it to my computer. It was 650 megs. So if you're on the network right now, you may not want to pull it up and try and follow along on your own iPad or on your own computer because you're seeing the exact same thing I'm showing on the screen, and you're just going to clog it up for everybody else. So write this down, come back to it later, and I will also say I've done this presentation in a lot of different versions in the past. All of the different videos from all the different versions are in here for the most part. Uh, I'm not going to have time to show everything, so take your time to explore it beyond just the path and you'll find a lot of other really cool stuff uh, worth playing around with. Oh, this is so much fun. I recognize so many faces in here. And I already apologize for what I'm going to make all of you do before the end of the session. All right. You ready to roll? Yes? All right, let's do this. Stories out of the YouTube generation. This is my information, and this is also the book. If you want to write down the book, the URL for the book, uh, that is a list to know when it's coming out. And uh, I think we often get to give out like a 20% off discount coupon or something along those lines. So, first of all, YouTube. Really? Yes. Now, here's what's interesting is when I first started doing this presentation, when I first pulled it together, I would go into a room and I would find just about almost maybe a handful of people that had YouTube unblocked in their districts because it's a very polarizing site in a lot of ways. So let's just do a real quick little assessment. How many of you have uh, YouTube unblocked in your district? How cool is that? That is a massive, yeah, seriously, that's a massive demonstration of this kind of shift that we're going through. Now, I will say this, if you have YouTube blocking your district, that's cool, don't worry about it. Most of the stuff we're going to be talking about here is talking about YouTube sort of as a genre uh, of sorts, and almost everything you're going to be seeing in here, you can do just as easily without YouTube as you can do with, with it. Um, we're not going to get into this. Does it really need to be blocked? It doesn't necessarily have to. That's a decision that needs to be made at the local level, uh, the YouTube Terms of Service and all this. If you can't use YouTube in your own district, there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of other choices. And that's what I always tell you is if, you know, whatever, the, the board or the principal or the district technology group, if they say no to YouTube, then you say, fine, if not that, then what else? You know, could it be Zoopy, could it be Rever, could it be Vimeo, could it be Blitz TV, could it be any of those. And if none of those, one of my other favorite sites is a site called Vimp, V-I-M-P. It is a site, when you first go to it, it's going to be in Dutch, click on the little flag in the corner, and I, like, I need to explain to you how the web works. Um, <laughs> but it is a free uh, and open source uh, platform that you can download and install on your own district servers that is a full-on out YouTube type server that you can install for free on your own uh, platform. It is really, really cool. I included a link to this site called WeberTube. It's a Weber school district where they literally, they're uploading about you know, four or five different videos every single day in there. You can do playlists, you can do ratings, you can do friends, you can do connections, you can do almost everything that you do on YouTube, but host it on your own server behind a password if you need to do that. Okay? We're going to keep plowing forward. Traditional storytelling, this is what it looks like. How many of you have done digital storytelling projects before? Excellent. How many of you spent way too much time in the computer lab doing it? Yes, yeah, sometimes that's and not that I'm going to take anything away from this. I think this serves a purpose and this has a place. 
Not necessarily when you're teaching math. Not necessarily when you're teaching social studies. I think there's room for a different model of digital storytelling, the YouTube style, that in Cavio grabs hold of short form digital storytelling and uses it as a means to convey knowledge, to express content and so on, to express learning. That's what we're talking about. We're trying to figure out how to wedge digital storytelling into the last five minutes of a math period or make it more complicated if we need to, but something that's really flexible that the students can latch onto, where you aren't spending three weeks in the computer lab, where you can actually say to the students, finish your digital story at home and bring it in tomorrow. That's empowering, when you can kind of take yourself out of that and so on. And we're going to get into some different ways that you can uh, do that. This is the type of storytelling I'm talking about. The eligible bachelors will try to win the affection of our beautiful bachelorette, and here they are. Institute way back in the day that's called The Rock Gating Green by Dennis Grice. Uh, I'll show you another one of his videos in just a minute. But here's what I love about this and why I always wind up coming back to this one. For one thing, it's kind of cute, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool, it's creative, it's kind of fun, right? But number two, how much video did you see in this? Zero. This was a picture of a rock. Cut out and put on a picture of a chair. Add bad word art. And that's it. That's the whole point is, this is a fantastic example of digital storytelling that doesn't use any video whatsoever. That's kind of cool. Am I getting Twitter things popping up? Yeah. Does anyone know how to turn that off? This is a technology conference. Someone's got it. All right, forget it. Anyway, um, we'll just suffer with it. Uh, that's kind of cool to me. That's kind of empowering because, once again, what you're doing is you're scaling things back, taking a really creative idea and scaling back and saying, you know what, it doesn't need to involve flip cams. It doesn't need to involve camcorders. It doesn't need to involve massive file sizes or anything along those lines. You can keep it simple and actually get a pretty powerful result. Could this be an acceptable means to, you know, for students to demonstrate what they know about the different types of rocks? Is it viable? Yeah, it certainly can be. Do you have to instruct them necessarily how to do that? No. Take yourself out of that little part. I'm going to show you two other examples. You, go away. I'm going to be doing that a whole bunch. This is, oh, by the way, this is just another one by Dennis Grace. He just texted me over it. I just thought it was kind of funny. Hold on. What's new? Simple, simple, just taking a static photo and then using a couple other photos to animate. He actually did this whole thing using frames. Any of you know frames by, uh, not, wait, is that the one by, uh, yeah, Tech for Learning. Yeah, exactly. Really, really simple stuff. It doesn't necessarily need to be all that complicated. One other example of this, and I wasn't going to show this one, and somebody asked me last night, told me that I had to keep this one in. Take a look at this video. We're just going to watch the very beginning of it, and I want you to try and tell me what this is a video about. This was done for an assignment. And if you've seen this before, you are uh, not allowed to shout anything else. All right, what is this a video about? 
What assignment was this? It's a science lab, duh. You didn't get science lab out of this? Really? Come on, how could you not? You see, here's what's happening. Everything is nice and peaceful, and then all of a sudden, the Mechagodzilla monster comes along. There he is. And he's destroying the entire city. In order to get rid of the Mechagodzilla, they have to actually go into the chemistry lab and find exactly the right mix of chemicals that would wind up driving this Godzilla monster away. That's all prelude. The first five minutes of this video is all just leading up to the actual chemistry lab. Then they actually show the experiment itself. They break down the results, and the, uh, this is a really low-res version of it, but they break down the materials needed, the procedure, and everything else along the line. And then after the smoke actually drives away them, uh, drives away the Godzilla monster, we get the very end. Hold on, just so you can hear. I can't click on things, apparently. Let's try that. Oh, we're not going to get the end results. Anyway, there you get the Hallelujah Chorus and all that other kind of stuff. Point being, once again, this was an assignment by a chemistry teacher. Your time, you're, you're got to go into lab and you've got to do this. But here's the big difference. Instead of saying at the end of this lab, you've got to turn in a lab report, he said you're going to do this lab and at the end of it, demonstrate your understanding for me. Now that's a switch. That's a difference. Here's, I love the quote from this, but this is from the science teacher that, uh, that actually did this. Uh, I do not give assignments anymore. Instead, I give creative briefs. Think about that. Stepping back and saying, all right, so here's what we're going to be doing. Here's what the goal is. Now, I want you to swing back, and I want you to demonstrate your understanding for me. Could it be a rock video? Could it be a, uh, a, you know, a, a Godzilla mo- Sure. Could it be a song? Sure, why not, right? It could be, in theory. Could it be an interpretive dance? Probably not. But, <laughs> but maybe. It might be able to. And it's kind of just this sort of shift in mindset. And there's so many different Web 2.0 tools out there nowadays that can tap into this kind of thing that our options are almost limitless. Now, the other element of it is that we kind of can draw from the YouTube generation. So is these viral videos, there are something about them that, that grabs our attention. There's some element of creativity that grabs us and makes it so that we want to actually take these and share them with other people. So how do we tap into those same sort of ideas and infuse them into what we're doing? And then the last part that figures into this, in my mind, is we all know that we're kind of struggling in education to demonstrate that we're doing right by our students. That's why this whole accountability movement exists and the, all this other assessment and all, you know, but we know the test scores themselves aren't telling necessarily the entire story. But the test scores aren't telling the whole story. How are we as educators telling the other half of it? That's where this kind of stuff, I think, can come in. I think a lot of this kind of stuff demonstrates visually, you know, like, like what I was talking about this morning, visual demonstrations of what we're doing are very, very powerful, they're meaningful, and they're long-lasting. So, what's so different about YouTube storytelling? Let's take a look at a few examples. This is one of my favorite genres on YouTube. It's called kinetic typography. We'll talk, take a quick look at a few of these. This is a song by an artist, Jonathan Colton. Kind of cool, huh? Did you guys see videos like this before? You know, basically what they do is they take all the audio from them and they just line it up with straight up words. Keys unlock things, and whatever the key unlocks inside, there's something valuable. So we're setting out to find whatever the key unlocks. No. 
see what I mean? Kind of interesting. Same sort of thing here. Here's one more example. This was actually done by, um, uh, this was uh, for, uh, about Steve Jobs, a corporate. Don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by time. All right, now you get the idea. These things are kind of neat, right? Now, do you want to know how these were made? Okay, they're made using something called After Effects. Adobe After Effects, which is professional software, and I'll be honest, it's far beyond a simple man like me. But, and if you really want to delve into it, you can go onto YouTube and there's a ton of different directions and, 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 and ways, you know, tutorials for how to do it. But I look at this and say, this is actually probably a little bit beyond me. But I can take the idea from that and I can scale it back and I can make it my own. So I'm going to show you a couple of examples of how, how we can do that sort of thing. We're going to move from here over into a slightly different genre. This is the same sort of thing. It's using text to tell the story, but the platform is slightly different. In this case, the platform is social media sites. I hate the distortion, though. kind of cool. And just in case you're not into the Christmas one, we've also got the Passover one too. <laughs> and this one doesn't just use the social sites, this one uses all kinds of different ones. Isn't that awesome? See, now once again, now all of a sudden, I, I, I look at this and I think this is something I can do, right? Wes was showing us something during the keynote, some different screen capturing software, right? I, my personal favorite is ScreenFlow, which does cost about $100 or so, but you can also use Jelly, you can also use ScreenCaptomatic, there's a lot of different sites that allow you to do this, and all you gotta do is just kinda lay things out. You know, you, could you do this using a site like, well, I'm doing my presentation right now in Prezi. What we could always do is, even if you don't have access to things like Facebook, you can use things like My Fake Wall. Let the students rig it out. You know, actually, you know, create their own little uh, mock versions of these different pages, and then go down here, grab your screenshot, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one, zoom in on the ones that you need, and so on. And just use this as a platform. The, you know, Prezi itself could be a great storytelling platform because you can kind of lay everything out on a canvas and then just kind of zoom into the different parts that you want to highlight and you want to accentuate. Just draw that path, right? Now, not too hard to replicate, right? We can do the same thing with some of these other ones. I love the Google search stories. Remember this commercial? We're not going to be able to watch the whole thing for any one of these because we only have, whatever, no time at all. But you, you've got the link. You'll be able to watch the whole thing later and so on. And then drive your family crazy with all the YouTube videos you're wasting time on. Um, not that that happens to me. 
They did. Google used to actually have a search stories creator, an online app that would just let you plug in some information, just create one of these things just like that. Unfortunately, it's down. They say it's coming back, but really, who knows? But when one disappears, something else pops up in its place. This is the Google Docs Story Builder. This is to create Google Docs Stories. What's a Google Docs Story? Well, here's an example. Simple. That's it. So if you actually go over here and click on this link, it should pop over here. This is the actual Doc Stories Builder thing. That is the technical term for it. Get started. And you can type in a name, Steve. We can type in another name, Wes. And then say write story. And we can actually put in a script. Really enjoyed your presentation. And then Wes can go back over here. And he can take presentation and change that to keynote. You get the idea, right? And we can add in music. We can add in characters. And you can just create a quick, quick prefab story using this. Yes, you can record the whole thing just using screen capture software. But you don't necessarily need to. It's kind of a cool way to, uh, uh, a cool little story builder that you can do in literally just whatever, five, ten minutes at the end of a class period. That's what I like about it. All right. I feel like so pressured by time, it's ridiculous. I feel like we're in a race. So I was telling you about like typography videos, scale back, scale back, scale back, scale back. I don't necessarily feel like I could do the Adobe After Effects way, but what you were really just talking about is blocks of text and aligning them up to the lyrics. Well, what I love is this teacher who is going to uh, check out an REM concert wants to share that, uh, her love of REM with her students. So she decided to make a music video using an REM song. And instead of doing Adobe After Effects for all the lyrics, she used what she had access to, which in this case was Wordle. So she started off, actually did this all, I believe, in Movie Maker, took a few images of REM at the very beginning, added the song as the soundtrack, and then took all of the lyrics one verse at a time, or one line at a time, drop them into Wordle, and this first one is a little hard to see, but the next one you'll get the idea. See what I mean? Kind of cool, huh? Simple, right? Why didn't we ever think of this before, huh? This is so easy. And if you really want to, if you really want to add, you can add a little bit of motion by doing this sort of the Ken Burns sort of thing and zooming in on parts of it. I've had other people say, you know what? Instead, what I'll do is I'll do phrases, take the entire song and put it into one wordle, and then use the camera effects in iMovie and just kind of zoom over one phrase and then zoom over to the next phrase and then zoom over to the next phrase. And what you're doing is you're mimicking what you liked in that viral video, and you're finding the free tools, a way to kind of scale it back and make it your own. That's the key is I think a lot of times we look at these things, you know, we were talking about consumption versus creation and all that kind of stuff. A lot of times when you see something really fancy out there, it's easy to say, that is beyond me, that is within my reach, this one I can't do, this one I can do. Well, instead of just saying I can't do this one, 
stepping back and saying, all right, so how can I tweak it and, you know, make it my own? How can I make it within reach? Because a lot of times these things could be within reach if we just kind of change our expectations just a teeny tiny little bit. One of my other favorites that I think everybody should have in their toolbox, especially if you want students to be doing this individually on their own outside of class, is WeVideo.com. Now, I will say, WeVideo is not necessarily any better than iMovie or Movie Maker, but it is browser-based. It doesn't care whether you're Windows or Mac. It doesn't care whether you're Chrome or Internet Explorer or Firefox. And so what you can do is you can have them sign up. You can upload sets of media in here. So in this instance, I actually went over to Discovery Education. I did searches on things like yesterday was International Polar Bear Day. So I did searches on things like polar bears. I downloaded the editable clips onto my desktop, and then I uploaded them into WeVideo. Now, if I was doing this with a class, I would let the entire class log in with my username and password. They all log in with my username, and then they create their own individual project. So they all have that set of media that I started off with, and then they're going to get to make their own remix, their own mashup of it. And then we can just take some of this video. I can drag it down to here, and just like any other sort of... Uh, uh, you know, video editor, I can choose where in the timeline I want to be, click that one, get rid of that, I can make this one a little bit shorter if I need to, grab this image, you know, this video over here. If I want to add in things like transitions or graphics or audio or all kinds of other things, I can do any of that. But what's best is I can also take these down here and then I can record my own self into there or your students can record themselves into there. So for example, I can go ahead and say allow, close, and it's going to start recording any second now. Uh, unfortunately, when a whole lot of people are watching me, I can't think of one thing about polar bears short of that I think they eat seals. Okay, that's it. <laughs> so, is that right? All right, fine. Anyway, so I click save. It's going to wind up popping up right over here in just a minute or two. For the sake of example, I'm just going to grab this one that I did in the hotel before. Now, here's the trouble, though. Right now, if I do this, all you see is me over here. And we don't want to just see me, we want to see the video. Oh, there's the other one. So we can take this, I can delete this one, uh, click over here, delete, we can drag in the new one that I just recorded, or maybe I can't. There we go. Move this over here. But once again, right now, all I can see is myself, and I don't want to see myself, I want to use it, kind of do a full green screen sort of thing. So I click on edit, I drop the scale down, I move myself into the corner, and voila, we've got a nice Jacques Cousteau style voiceover going on where the students are talking over their video. Is it green screen? No, but I could demonstrate it for you in two and a half minutes in front of a huge crowd. The point is, it's in, you know, no, I mean, it doesn't have the background cut off, but you get the same effect. Just scale back your expectations just a little bit and be happy with what you can do. And then, of course, if you want, you can do a whole lot of different layers and so on. You can add in subtitles. If you really want to grab one of their themes, you can grab one of their themes. And when you publish, you can choose, uh, by default, it's 480p for free, or you can pay extra to download it in, like, you know, full HD. And then you can choose to publish it to their site, to YouTube, to video, we've, uh, to video to Dropbox, to Google Drive, whatever you might need. And it's free to a point. It's free. It costs extra. Hi, how are you, by the way? I need to see that. Um, it costs extra to download in HD, and you get a finite amount of storage space for free, and you get a finite amount of export time for free, up to 15 minutes. So at that point, you can always create it. It's 15 minutes per month. 
You can always create extra accounts, or with, the, with, with some of the paid plans, you have to get a boatload of export time. I say just wait until you're ready to export them, then you know, pay for a one-month plan, download everything, drop it back down, or something along those lines. Point being, even with the free version, this is incredibly powerful. And this is the advanced version of the editor. They also do have a just plain storyboard version, which is great for early elementary or elementary. There's a timeline. You know, basically, it just takes away features. It still allows you to do just about everything, but it just takes away features, takes away distractions, and so on, and makes it really simple. So there's a lot that you can do with this, even though it is just free and web-based. And like I said, the best part, what? I have tested it with 15. I haven't tested it beyond that. If you want to know whether more than 15 can log into the same account, try it and let me know. <laughs> um, I feel like I haven't breathed yet this session. Anyone else have any questions about this before we move on? All right, we're going to keep going. You're going to play around with that yourself. You're going to love it. Um, I'm going to mention two other ones that I think are really notable, but I just don't have time to really delve into them. One of them is called Mozilla Popcorn Maker, and the other one is called Blubber. Yes, I know. Blow. Anyway, Mozilla Popcorn Maker allows you to take a YouTube or an online video and bring it in. And what you can do is sort of like VH1 style. You can add pop-ups to it. And I know you can do that in YouTube already, but what's neat about these ones are is they are live. So in other words, if I do a search, I could throw in, if I want, a Wikipedia article and actually embed that into this video. So you can see there's a little pop-up, there's a little pop-up. I'm going to fast forward over to here so you can see over here, this one. So this right here is actually live tweets from this account or from people that are uh, using that hashtag that we put in. And those tweets, when you watch that video, are always going to be live. They're not ones from the time when you created the video. It pulls them in in real time. You can also add in things like Google Maps and Wikipedias and so on and so forth. So it's a way to actually add interactive live layers to it. And there's a really awesome video that's so worth watching. The nice thing is you can say, I want other people to take my creation and re-edit it. So a little girl created this story about this whole knight and dragon using Legos. And then she said, once there was a knight named, and then it shows her holding up a sign, and the, the sign is blank. And she used this tool to type in the name of the person. So what you can do is when you remash it, you can Mad Libs it, take out her name and put in your own name and insert it into the video. And she, you know, had to go, he had to go fight this witch named, you know what I mean? And then you can keep it. So it's basically encouraging you to, uh, to mash it up. Pretty cool. So that is Popcorn Maker. And the other one is called Blubber. And what Blubber does is it allows you to take YouTube videos and say, I just want this seven-second clip from this YouTube video, and then I want a question following it. And then I want ten seconds from this YouTube video and a question following it. It's intended to do quizzes for people who are watching the Oscars, that kind of a thing. But at the same time, really cool stuff. So I can say, I think that one's in Jordan. No, that one's in Giza and so on. Now, this is really cool for you to do with some of your lessons, but even better, let the kids make quizzes for each other. You know, you want to talk about great ways for them to prep up for a quiz or a test or something along those lines. Really, really cool site. <sighs> How are all of you? You keeping up? You all right? You're breathing? All right, I'm trying to. Um, we're going to skip over that quote. We're going to skip over this video. We're going to talk. We're going to skip over that, and we're going to get right over to here. Nothing is original. Steal from anywhere that resonates with inspiration or fuels your imagination. Authenticity is invaluable. Originality is non-existent. Don't bother concealing your thievery. Celebrate it if you like it. 
You want to talk about encapsulating the YouTube generation? That's it right there. Don't worry about if it's, you know, what you're doing is 100% original or not. That's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it your own. That's the key. Um, we're going to skip over that. We're going to skip over that. Oh, we've got no time at all. Would you believe it? I will point out this. There's a storytelling app. There's an app called Vine for iOS now. It's put out by Twitter. Very, very, very interesting. All it is is what, six seconds of video. It's the Twitter equivalent of video. When you're holding your thumb down, it records. When you lift your thumb up, it stops recording. So you just tap, 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 and you can create some actually rather interesting kind of faux stories of sorts. It's also great for stop motion or for animation. You see what I mean? Short little snippets. This is one that I did uh, on the refrigerator at Discovery. A little Star Wars theme thing. In case you didn't see it, that's the Death Star with Luke bombing it and so on. But the point is, you just move it, tap, move it, tap, move it, tap, and that's it. So if you've been afraid of, you know, the stop motion animation or anything like that, this is the most easily accessible one I have ever seen along those lines. And I will point out this other one that I think is really interesting in terms of telling the story of what's happening in your classroom. How is six seconds too short to really tell a story? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. That one was called Vine. V-I-N-E. V-I-N-E. This one, if you think six seconds might be too long to tell your story, that's okay. This is one second. Okay? This is a project called One Second Every Day. Is one second of video enough to really make a meaningful memory? You tell me. This is one second per day from, of my life from January 1st. Now, here's the thing. I could take any single one of those and I could tell you a story about every single one of those seconds because every single one of them is meaningful to me. You know what I mean? Every single one of these. Now, here's the thing. Is this something you could do for your classroom? Just grab one memory, one tiny, one second worth of memory per day. And what a great little thing to look back at at the 100th day, 100th day of school or at the end of the year. Do you think this would be meaningful to your students? Do you think it would be meaningful to your teachers? Absolutely. Do you think it would be meaningful to the parents in particular? Of course. They would love to see this. Yeah. One, that. <laughs> about Brandy. One second every day. That's what it's called. Now, mind you, you could do this himself. I mean, he did it. What he did was he did it for his 30th year of life. He started when he turned 30, and he did it for the entire year. So at the end of that year, he had a six-minute video, roughly a six-minute video of that entire year. His goal is to do it for an entire decade and have a one-hour video to bore people with. You know what I mean? <laughs> But at the same time, for him, those are significant, every single one of them are significant memories. I think that is uh, uh, pretty awesome stuff. We're going to have to skip over this, skip over this, skip over this, because we just don't have time. Um, I really encourage you to see these. I think these are really interesting. These are you know, uh, videos about the um, grammar and so on through, you know, but what I love about them is, all right, so here's three different versions. We're going to cover it real quick. This is a teacher is using uh, audio as a mnemonic device for students to learn about grammar and commas and so on.
Okay. So it's Bohemian Rhapsody done about commas. Now, here's the funny thing. He says he does it once per day for five days in a row, and his kids are tortured for the rest of their lives. Okay? They will never, ever forget this. But what I love is that he put it up online. Now, here's the thing. He didn't just do it willy-nilly. He actually did it deliberately. He asked the kids, don't turn around while I'm videoing because I don't want the front of your head to be on because he was concerned about that. But the point is he kind of, he found a way. He found a way. So he's using music, but he's also sharing it out with other people. This is a, t- uh, a uh, teacher who is doing something kind of similar, decided to just have a little bit of fun of it. Fun with it. Principal boy, I'm looking at our comma data. I need comma data. Now, I'm going to love you and Mr. Lapin doing down there. But we need to keep comma now. Right? Thank you. Hello, guys. Comma data for right now. I think we saw this in Zanies last night. See, now this is just a teacher once again doing it for the benefit of the students. But what I love about this one is this is actually being done by a student. Where is it? This one over here. And, of course, going with the classic Gangnam Style. Come on. Get to it. Now, here's the thing. This is not going to win a video music award. It's not going to get a million views on YouTube or anything like that, but once again, meaningful to him, meaningful to his friends, meaningful to him actually remembering this content way down the road and so on. It's celebrating our passions, demonstrating our understanding, and sharing of life experiences. That is well worth doing, even if it's just something like a lift-up. This is a lift-up that was done at, uh, I'm going to skip over that one. This one was done at Frost, um, um, Frost School in Wheeling. Um, but I love it. They're doing a safety week, so they decided to make a lift up. Well, make their own song, their own version. Oh, we don't have time to show all this. Goofy, yes. Corny, yes. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, totally awesome. We're going to skip over that. Oh, yeah, and here's the, here's the real gist of it. It's not where you take things from. It's where you take them to. That's the key. Where do you take them to? There are a lot of memes out there. There's a lot of memes out there in, uh, in YouTube land. You see it again and again. When someone starts out with one kind of creative idea, watch quick. This one goes by fast. That's it, the whole thing. That is the dramatic chipmunk. Need more to be said? No, but that's, that's where it started from. But then what's really fun is where people have taken it to. this one, if you're a Star Wars fan, or my personal favorite lately is this one, see what I mean, such a simple idea, what's really creative is where people have taken it to, which leads me to, and you all knew it was coming, the Harlem Shake. I'm sure some of you have heard about this, right? It is, some of you think it's the stupidest thing in the world, but here's what you can't argue with. It has only been around, the meme itself, for about three weeks. Not only does it have like dozens of videos that have millions of views, 
There are over 175,000 versions of it in the past about three weeks or so. I'll show you what it, where it came from. You ready? This is where it came from. Now, here's the question, though. Why is this something that people actually latched on to? What is it about it? <laughs> it's the simplicity of it. The fact that it has a broad construct, and yet it's easily replicable, and that you can make it your own. What do you need? Well, you need some guy with a helmet or something obscuring your face doing some sort of goopy dance and everyone else completely ignoring him for some reason. And then right there when the bass drops, everyone goes flipping nuts. Okay? That's all there is to it, which is why there have been so many different versions of this. This is the underwater version of it. You see what I mean? And then there's this one over here, which is the military version of it. And you can see this guy over here in the back starts dancing somewhere right around there. And then we get into this. Okay? And no, I don't know why there's usually so much humping. I have no idea. This is one in Portland. Same sort of thing. Someone with their face obscured, dancing, everyone else completely ignoring them, and all of a sudden it goes crazy. Now, how complicated is it to do this kind of thing? A lot. E you ready? You ready? You guys ready to do one? We just need someone to lead it. And I couldn't figure out exactly who would be the right person to lead it. Ladies and gentlemen, I already apologize. You guys are going to be in the Harlem Shake. No, you do not have a choice. All right, so here's what we are going to do. We are going to be doing, we're doing the whole thing right now. Okay? So... Here's what you need to do. Your first task is to ignore him. You guys can do that, right? Just so you know what, exactly what I'm doing, I'm going to be doing this in uh, iMovie on the iPhone. We are going to be recording. We're going to grab the camera here. This, just also so you can see. Hold on. Let me force this. Device. Uh, force landscape mode. Go full screen. This is just so you can see what's in the camera and what's not. So, for right now, I'm not going to ask everybody to move, but later on, we will if you want to be in it. And we're going to grab some music so we know how much to get. So, you can go ahead and do something interesting while he's dancing, so long as you ignore him. All right? Hold on one second. We're going to go ahead and start recording right now, and we're going to get some music. Wait, you're not in. you got to get over here. I want you in the middle and in the aisle over there. Yep. You can go anywhere you want in the aisle while you're dancing, and you're going to be dancing by yourself right now. Everybody else, ignore. You ready? Wait.
Hold on. Audio is stopped. All right, now we need to do it one more time. Here's what's going to happen, okay? We're going to start the song at the very beginning. When the bass drops, actually, yeah, when the bass drops, oh, am I too loud? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Wait, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When the bass drops, I want you guys just to go nuts. Okay? You ready? And you're going to have to go nuts for about 20 seconds. I will let you know when we're done. Okay? And if you're over here and you're not in the camera, this would be a fine time to go ahead and move when the song starts. Okay? You ready? And hold on. Hold on. Go back over here. Camera. No, not that one. When the bass drops, I will let you know. If you don't... All right, Jerry, you can actually stand up right now if you want to. I'll let you know when they actually we're ready. When we're ready now. Yeah, you didn't know you were in the front row for this. All right, anywhere else get set? Ready? Go! That's all we need. It's just 14 seconds. So I'm just going to randomly trim this down to 14.3 seconds. I'm going to also turn off the audio on this one because we don't need the audio here. And now we're going to get rid of this transition because we don't need the transition in here. Goodbye. See how I can actually click on it. And all right, we're going to leave the transition in because I can't click on it. And now we're going to take this one. We're going to shorten this one to 15 seconds. Okay, so we're going to grab it over there, we're going to shorten it over here. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you did this. Alright, and now we just need to add the audio. Wait, we need to turn off the audio on this one, click done. We need to add the audio on this one, add media, audio, uh, recently added playlist. Where is it? And the nice thing is, since I've already trimmed it down to the right amount on, where is it? Recently added, Harlem Shake. It's going to add the song to exactly the right level. So you ready to watch this thing? Oh, wait, we should probably get audio over here. Okay, let's scroll back to the beginning, and here we go. You don't? What happened? Oh, I'm still over here? Hold on. Let's get back over to this. Uh, AirPlay, MacBook, there we go, on. Can we see this? Oh, come on. Hold on. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? All this time and effort and now my iPhone actually froze. Oh, wait, no, there we go. I'm back. Hold on. Exit, low battery, I get that, okay. Oh, it's not showing up on here. 
Do you have a, do you, if you have the you have the dongle? You guys want to see how this turns out, don't you? Yeah. Of course you do. All right, here we go. So we will switch from this over to this. This only happens when people are watching. I'll just like, oh, this wrong size dongle. What? What? No, no, no. I need the lightning dongle. You need the lightning oh, dongle. Need the lightning dongle for a time. Anybody have a lightning dongle? Is there a lightning dongle in the house? Wait a minute. Hold on. It needs to be the beginning of the house. I'm showing your MacBook. What? There you go. What? You have a lightning dongle? Paul Davidson, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Davidson. Of course you do. Has anyone ever seen this man's carry-on bag? <laughs> Is this showing up? You got it? All right. Hold on. Back over to here. Scroll it all the way back. And here we go. about four minutes. You think you could do this with your class? Yeah. You think your parents would enjoy seeing it? Absolutely. Have fun, everybody. Thanks for coming.